P-U-X World. P-U-X World. P-U-X World. Branding with the big faces. I love listening to it. Kane Sims. Kane Sims. Kane Sims, the one and only. Britain's finest, Mr. Kane Sims. Dustin. Dustin. Dustin Coates. I like it when you guys are together and talking about boys. Without further ado, welcome to the show. And there we go. Just like that, we're rolling. How's things? How's it going, Dustin? Going all right. How about you? Very well, thank you. Very well. It's a bit grey, it's a bit misty, it's a bit foggy, but uh, it's all right. It's not too bad. How's things, Elan? Uh, things are great. Uh, so we have a little bit of winter in audio, <laughs> in, uh, in Israel now. Yeah. Uh, yeah and uh, yeah, last week we had uh, some snow in Jerusalem and... Uh, uh, we have uh, about once a year, but uh, in the last years, it's uh, we less have snow in Israel. In, wow. Uh... wow. We had a little bit of snow about three or four weeks ago. It came for a weekend and then went immediately, uh, and that was pretty much it. Dustin, snow in Paris yet? A little bit, but it didn't stick to the ground more than a couple hours. Yeah, that's what it's like. That's that's what it's going like. But uh, anyway, anyway, let's uh, let's get into this. So it's a pleasure pleasure to have you along, Elan. Uh, absolute pleasure. Uh, really excited to get into this discussion. We've been talking and we've had discussions over the last kind of number of weeks around voice AI connect and audio calls and and the things that you're doing in the conversational AI space, the, the things that you're enabling for for uh, companies and bot builders and the like. So definitely excited to, to kind of get into it. And if you're just tuning in, uh, we're going to be talking today about how to connect essentially any bot really from any framework or service into any contact center pretty much. Um, and so definitely excited to get into it. Before we do, Elan, do you want to give us a bit of a, a bit of a um, update or or tell us a little bit about yourself and and what it is that you do and, and what it is that audio course does okay so uh thanks for uh, inviting me uh my name is ilan Ovner. Uh, i'm a director of product management with audio codes i work with audio codes for uh, more than 20 years most of them uh, in the r d uh in the last uh, three years I started to work, uh, I moved to the product management team where I'm now leading the activities related to uh, uh, contact centers, web RTC, unified communications, telephony, and uh, the ones relevant to our discussion today are connecting chatbots to telephony engagement channels. I'm uh, based in Israel and uh, I live in a city close to Tel Aviv. Now, uh, for those of you who don't uh, or are not familiar with Audio Codes, so Audio Codes is a leading provider for voice solutions, where we specialize in connecting voice networks. We are pioneers in the voice over IP space uh, with over 25 years in operations. We're trading in the NASDAQ, uh, about $1 billion of the market cap. Uh, we have close to 800 employees, presence in uh, more than 100 countries. And uh, our customers are uh, mainly service providers of all types, telephony service providers, contact centers, Unified communication service providers. We have a very close relationship with uh, Microsoft. With uh, we work also with Zoom, with uh, Nice in Contacts, with Genesis, with Cisco, with Avaya, and we also have uh, a lot of large enterprises uh, that uh, are, are that are audio codes customers. So we have uh, I can say that 66 out of the top service providers and 50 out of the 100 Fortune enterprises are audio codes customers. 
Nice. Impressive. And and I mean Israel right now is seemingly like a hotbed for for voice technology and conversation AI. You had over AI in Israel that were acquired by Vonage, you had Volca AI acquired by Snap, uh, audio codes based over there. There's a whole a whole load of interesting stuff going on technology wise and voice wise in Israel at the minute. Yeah, that's right. Uh, we have a lot of startups uh, in Israel focusing on uh, voice AI, focusing on communication. Yeah, a lot of activities in Israel in this space. Mm, interesting. And so Audio Codes has, everyone you speak to in the contact center world tends to know Audio Codes. And so Audio Codes traditionally must have played uh, quite a large role in uh, the kind of contact center space, as you mentioned, what what is it that it's kind of known for, and and what is it that it's doing now, as far as kind of conversational AI is concerned? Um, conversational AI. Okay, so Audicodes are doing uh, lots of things. Uh, conversational AI is one of them, and we are uh, we we are involved on in the contact center uh, business with many providers. Uh, some of them I mentioned before. Uh, and we, our uh, main business was connecting these contact centers to uh, other telephony systems or our other voice networks. In the, uh, uh, in the conversational AI uh, aspect, uh, what we're doing is uh, we, were le- we leveraged uh, our capabilities to connect to any contact center. Now, let's uh, maybe explain a little bit about contact centers. Uh, so there are multiple contact center vendors. Uh, I can name few, Genesis, Avaya, Cisco, Nice in Contact, Amazon. Some of them has uh, on-premise deployments. I think most of the uh, deployments for contact centers, specifically for large enterprises, are on-premise. Most of, uh, Now they're trying to move everyone to the cloud. It's not happening so fast. Uh, there are multiple cloud providers, um, Amazon Connect, uh, Twilio, uh, Nice in Contact, Five Nine. So there are multiple providers for contact centers, and uh, we are active on the, on on this. Uh, so we can connect. We can we have we can uh, we have connectivity to all of these contact centers. Uh, we can connect to this. Con- this is what we're doing for the last uh, twenty years. Connectivity, and we leverage this in order to be able to connect uh, bots specifically chatbots that are developed on any bot framework uh, to these contact centers. And while I say contact center, I mean each of the contact centers I mentioned. Um, now, one more thing about contact centers. Let's take, for example, uh, Genesis, which is a large contact center provider. Genesis specifically has multiple uh, um, Deployment options. So the, the multiple architectures for their voice for their contact center. They have on-premise one, two types of on-premise contact centers, and they have one on the cloud. And uh, if you go to a specific uh, customer and you would like to connect your bot to enable uh, to connect it for the telephony, let's say to 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 build a voice bot and connect it to the contact center, then uh, this contact center may use one of the uh, architectures I mentioned. And uh, usually IT administrators uh, would not change what they have. They can change, maybe touch the configuration, that would, then they would not change it. So if you want to build a voice bot and connect it to the contact center, you will be required to connect to what your customer has. 
so this is uh, in general a little bit about contact centers and what we do in this uh, market. Okay, so given 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 that then, given that you've got lots of different contact centers, you've got lots of people who are wanting to now start automating some of this customer service. You've got a lot of people, you know, largely in, in kind of our audience who, who are experienced in building conversational AI, experienced in building bots, thinking about contact centers, thinking about kind of integrating it over there. You, but you, you, you've kind of given a lay of the land. Uh, in fact, probably only, only a part of the lay of the land, really, which is that contact center providers have different systems they have some are on-prem. Most of it is on-prem. I think it was, uh, in fact, someone in your team was talking the other day around 90% of some providers' uh, customers have on-prem deployments, which is, for those of you uh, not in the, in the kind of contact, contact center world, that means essentially it's, it's in-house, it's hosted in-house on a physical server, not connected to the cloud. Um, and then you've got those same providers. Some of them have cloud offerings. You mentioned Amazon Connect and all of the other providers seem to have some degree of cloud offering as well. But the adoption of that isn't isn't um, isn't um, quite there yet, should we say? So, given that you've got lots of different providers, lots of different configurations, lots of different versions of those systems as well, it must be a bit of a minefield for people to to kind of where 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 would you start with with integrating bots, given that there is so many different providers with so many different setups. Okay, so um, let's say you want to build a voice bot and connect it to the contact center. So usually you would uh, develop your bot on one of the uh, bot frameworks, uh, either Google Dialogflow, Microsoft, Amazon, uh, Cognigy, Corea, a lot of uh, bot frameworks. And uh, most of these bot frameworks would uh, connect you to, uh, natively connect you to uh, chat engagement channels. So we are focusing on voice. Uh, so this is our discussion. So when you, um, if you want to connect your, so it, let's say you want to offer a voice bot and your customer has a Genesis on-premise contact center. Then you have multiple challenges on connecting to the on-premise contact center. The first one is that uh, the connection would be with the voice over IP protocol. VoiceOver IP is based on multiple standards, um, um, CIP, uh, RTP, Codex, uh, I can name a lot, multiple uh, different uh, protocols. And uh, each one of the vendors implemented these uh, protocols a little bit differently. Some of them with security, without security, IPv4, IPv6, we, you may have NAT problems. So there are a lot of challenges with connecting to the telephony system, to, to the contact center, and this is usually based on SIP. So this is the first challenge that you and, need and, somehow. And what's SIP for those that, that are not in that space? SIP is? So SIP is uh, related to voice over IP. Voice over IP is uh, for making uh, phone calls over the internet or over IP as a whole. And SIP is the signaling protocol that manages the conversation, the, the call. Uh, now, SIP is one thing, and then you need the, the traffic for the voice. So the voice, with voice over IP, you have multiple codecs that you can use. Uh, it can be secured over RTP, uh, secured, not secured. Multi so there, th these are the, the aspects of voice over IP. It may be very complicated with multiple protocols. And again, each one implemented the specific uh, uh, flavor of the, of the protocol. Sounds, Sounds really complex. <laughs> it, 
<laughs> to sound complex. Yeah, uh, and uh, I can also add to this that uh, uh, let's say you want to connect and uh, you have on-premise uh, contact center and your bot is on the cloud. So you may also have uh, a connectivity problems related to uh, NAT traversal. You may have NAT devices, uh, firewalls, security, privacy, uh, high availability, scalability. So can even be more complex than this. It, it may be, there are some open sources, you can do this connectivity. Uh, even you can do it fast, but then you will encounter all the problems I mentioned. And I can also add to these problems. So while you're developing a voice bot, there are multiple things that are very important. Otherwise, you would not have a good user experience. Uh, the first one is that uh, you would like, uh, you must have a, a good voice quality. Now, uh, voice goes over UDP, may traverse multiple hops on the internet. This is voice over IP. And this uh, goes, uh, and, and this may, uh, may have the impact of uh, bad voice quality. So let's say you have voice quality, you're talking about the audio coming from the speaker into the phone line, reaching the bot. Is that the the voice quality that way, not coming from the bot backwards? Yeah, that's right. So the call coming from the speaker, from the customer, through the contact center, and then this voice should go to the speech-to-text engine first for a voice bot. Mm -hmm. Now, speech-to-text engine are very sensitive to voice quality. If uh, you have a bad voice quality, you will have a bad uh, accuracy on the detection of the speech. This would uh, ultimately end up with a bad user experience. So this is one thing, the the voice quality. Now, another thing which is very important for the uh, user experience for uh, uh, is uh, for voice voice bots is the the prompt that you will have bot uh, prompt bot responses. Conversational delays may impact uh, the user experience. And if you have a, a Large conversational delays, it will be a bad user experience. So this is another thing you should relate to. Uh, you should have uh, minimized conversational delays. And these two things are challenges uh, when you're speaking about telephony. I, I can name more challenges which are uh, related to the telephony channel. For instance, uh, when you receive a call and it comes from the contact center, there is uh, there is a context to this call. For instance, the context may be the caller ID, the caller number, uh, maybe some uh, metadata that uh, the IVR already gathered. Uh, the, the IVR is the automated machine that uh, maybe answered the call initially and then uh, send the call to the agent, to the bot. So there is a context to this call. And when the call comes, arrives to the bot, you don't want the bot to ask the questions all over again. So you would like to receive this metadata and be able to relate to this. Mm-hmm. This is one thing. Another thing is that uh, a lot of times uh, when you work with the contact centers, you may also uh, want it's a common use case that you would like to escalate the call to human agent. Uh, now, how would you do this? How would you escalate the call to human agent? You need to integrate with the contact center to be able to escalate to human agent. And also, also here, there is a need to share the context of the call. Now, this context of the call, if you have a conversation with a bot, the bot may add context to this call because he also gathers data from the customer. For instance, let's say the bot gathered the customer ID. Then, uh, you, and while you escalate human agent, you, you want the human agent to know the customer ID. Otherwise, the human agent will ask the questions all over again. You may also want the human agent to see the transcript of the call. 
So these are aspects uh, uh, related to the telephony channel. Mm -hmm. uh, there are more aspects related to the voice in general, to voice uh, to voice bots. Yeah. We'll, we'll we'll get to we'll get to those maybe we'll get to those specific things in a second. But that's a nice way of of giving us the lay of the land to understand the complexity involved of of integrating. So it's not only then the fact that you have different systems with different versions, and some is on prem, some is in the cloud. You've got and then you've on top of that, then you've got different security standards, different voice kind of standards, different codecs to work with, and then you you were talking about the latency. And so I think some, it's something like a 300, 300 milliseconds is typically a, a human like response time, and so you need to be able to you know understand and put a response together in in a sufficient kind of time period. And so there's a nice nice understanding of 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 that side of things. What does the so we're going to talk about the the voice AI Connect product, which is obviously solving a lot of those kind of issues, and we'll we'll get into some of the specifics on that. But specifically, as far as connectivity is concerned, because this is the bit that I think that a lot of people will be uh, wondering about who haven't integrated into a contact center yet, is that you've got a bot somewhere in Dialogflow or in Cognigy or wherever it might be. You want to integrate it into a contact center. There's a myriad of things to consider, which we've just kind of been through. What is it that Voice AI Connect does from an integration perspective that gets around those challenges? Okay, uh, so um, as, as I mentioned before, um, we are uh, Audiocodes is uh, has the expertise of connecting to any telephony system. Uh, so we are experts for all the uh, protocols I mentioned. Uh, and we have a product called Session Border Controller, which is the main goal of the Session Border Controller is to connect any voice uh, network to any other one. We can connect teams to any contact center, uh, service providers to any contact center, whatever it is. And we utilize this, uh, this expertise and also the Session Border Controller architecture. On the, and on the one hand, we can connect to any uh, contact center, adjust, to the contact center uh, flavors or implementation of the protocol, all the things that I mentioned before. This is on the one hand. And what we added to our session border controllers is the ability to connect to any bot framework based on the bot framework APIs. And uh, we also, so this is one thing. And also we can connect, since most of the bot frameworks are uh, text-based, uh, we can also utilize external text-to-speech and speech-to-text engines. Uh, we can connect to multiple ones and uh, you can choose your vendor for the text to speech and speech to text. So we also orchestrate the traffic. So we receive a voice from the voice over IP, convert the voice to text with from the uh, external speech to text engine and then hand this uh, as a full utterance text utterance to the bot. Now we also expose native APIs on each of the bot frameworks that you can control the telephony channel and also the speed services uh, from the bot framework. This means that the bot is the brain, is the application, and once you add capabilities to control the telephony and the voice uh, uh, services from the bot, you can build a very uh, a rich uh, uh, voice bot with multiple capabilities. All the, all the things I mentioned before are available when you work with Escalation Stuman Agent, be able to receive uh, dial digits to the bot in, in case someone presses uh, digits on his uh, mobile phone, uh, sharing the context, of course, the basic connectivity, 
We have ways to enhance the voice quality to reduce the conversational uh, delays because we minimize the hops of the media. This is uh, about uh, what the Voice AI Connect is. Cool. So would, would you describe it as almost kind of like a, a middleware between the contact center and, a, and the bot framework? Is that a good way of thinking about it or not? It's mainly uh, a middleware that connects any bot framework to any telephony channel. Now, while I say telephony channel, we focused on contact centers, we can also connect to others. Uh, for instance, we can connect to, let's say you want to offer a, a, a self-service for enterprise employees. For instance, you want to automate the HR service or the IT service, and you want to allow your, your uh, enterprise employees to call and uh, change their password. So we can also connect to Teams or to Zoom or to Cisco or Avaya, which are the unified communication platforms of the, of the, of the enterprise. So it connects any bot framework on the right-hand side to any telephony system on the left-hand side and also to any speed service uh, to allow the best voice, uh, voice AI application. Cool. That sounds good. So, so back to the integration question then, is that the Voice AI Connect product is something, to summarize, is something that will do the integration into the contact center. Is it you that performs that integration? Is it is that like a, a a managed kind of service to integrate Voice AI Connect with a contact center, or is it that the Voice AI Connect product itself has APIs available that anyone who ha who has any contact center can perform that integration? How does the I understand the bit about the bot framework plugging into Voice AI Connect, and then within Voice AI Connect you can choose your speech to text and text to speech and stuff. But then that last mile from getting that into the actual contact center. Is that something that comes as part of the product that you can do via your API, or is that something that needs to be done like in a professional services capacity? Okay, so our basic assumption is that uh, uh, you need uh, telephony expertise to do this type of integration. This is uh, why, uh, since we are telephony experts, we are experts on for voice over IP and for connecting to any uh, contact center. Uh, this is why we offer this as a fully managed service. Okay, we have uh, multiple, de deploy multiple deployment options, can be on our cloud as a SaaS environment, can be on-premise, uh, but any of these uh, deployment options is offered as a fully managed service where Audio Codes is responsible for setting this up, uh, for doing, uh, configuring the Voice AI Connect, in the, doing the integration, all the protocols, we need to configure the, the Voice AI Connect to connect this to the specific implementation on the contact center. So we do the configuration, the integration, the testing, uh, and also active monitoring afterwards and any uh, configuration changes and, and software upgrades uh, that are needed afterwards. Okay. So it's not, so it's not like a, it's kind of a SaaS thing, but at the same time, there is, there is still some, some requirements of people to get involved to make it happen and, and get it all set up. Yeah, most of our customers who are large enterprises uh, usually require on-premise deployment. Now, when, when I say on-premise, it may, may be on their data center, uh, private data center. It may also be on their cloud account. Now, once we do this, it cannot be SaaS. Okay, so we do offer SaaS for customers who want that. So this is fully automated, but less customized. 
Okay, now uh, if you work with a very large uh, enterprise, you may want to customize some things and also may be required by the customer to do the implementation on-premise or, or in his, or in his uh, cloud account. Mm -hmm. So uh, once we deploy it on-premise or on the customer cloud account, we do manual configurations and customizations in order to do all these type of integrations, all the challenges I mentioned before about, about sharing the context, doing the basic connectivity, doing escalations to human agents. Uh, this may require some adaptations which are, which are customized to the specific environment. And this is done currently manually. We plan to automate it, but it's not so easy because there are a lot of flavors. Hmm. What and so do the, Go on, the I'm sorry, um, you were mentioning a lot of your customers who are large enterprise want on-prem, but uh, would you say that most of your customers are large enterprise or can it be down market as well? At the moment, most of our customers are large enterprises. Even though we all we, we can work with anyone, our solution is uh, can suit any any type of requirement. But uh, currently, we focus on large enterprises. How how does that on-prem integration work then? So, do you, are you required to to install Voice AI Connect on a server within an enterprise, and then it's that server that that Voice AI Connect sits on that does all the connections to the TTS services and the bot frameworks and stuff like that. Okay, so uh, we, we need, if we, if we need to deploy it on-premise, as I told you, on-premise can be the customer private data center, so it can run on uh, VMware, Hyper-V, uh, whatever the customer has, or it can be on the customer cloud account. Uh, it may be on uh, Azure, okay. uh, Amazon, Google Cloud. So once a customer wants to start this type of deployment, we first need to deploy the Voice AI Connect on his premise or on his cloud. So th this would require first to set up uh, the Voice AI Connect. Voice AI Connect, as I told you before, has two components, the SBC that connects to the telephony system and uh, the, the connector that, is, that connects to the various cognitive services and both frameworks and doing the orchestration. And we deploy both of them with the connectivity. Now on the SBC, we need to configure connectivity to the contact center uh, with all of the protocols I mentioned before. And then it's a basic uh, configuration that the, the connectivity to the bot framework and the speed services is pretty simple. It's just a matter of configuration. You just need to configure for each of your bots on the Voice AI Connect. You can configure multiple bots. Uh, each one of them is configured, uh, pre-configured with a bot framework you want to use, the text-to-speech and the speech-to-text. And this is only a matter of configuration. It's not uh, a, a complex uh, uh, configuration. It's just a, if you want to change, for instance, from uh, uh, Google to Azure bot framework, it's, uh, it can be done in a minute. Yeah, We have also a cloud environment that you can choose your bot framework, and everything is fully automated. But uh, and on our SaaS, it, this is done with Odecode's phone numbers. So no need to configure the telephony side. So it's pretty simple. The most complex connectivity is on the telephony side. And this is a, this really require the, the most of the customizations. Hmm. And is that down to the things you were talking about earlier on around the various different protocols and, and things like that? Or is it because every system is different? Or what, what, why is it that most of the lift heavy lifting is done on the contact center side? 
Yeah, because uh, some work with IPv4, some work with IPv6, some require security, some don't support security. Uh, some work with a specific codec, some work with a different codec. Uh, some implemented, I will not go into the details of the SIP protocol, but some implemented a specific flavor of the SIP protocol and some implemented a different flavor. And this is, uh, and, and this is one aspect. Another aspect is how you do escalations to human agent. And uh, the last one is how you share context with a contact center. Each of the contact centers have different ways to share context and do escalations to human agent. And th this is most of the heavy lifting work that you need to do. Interesting. Uh, got some. I've got some questions around because I know that there was the the phone number connector product, which we had the integration, the one click integration into Google Dialogflow CX, and I'd like to get into a little bit of that versus what the difference is and things like that between that and Voice Air Connect. But we do have a couple of questions coming through, so uh, we'll we can get to some of those. We've got one from Mike. Shout out to Mike. Uh, can you share a few unique real world use case scenarios or an interesting customer success story that you've had from from doing this? Okay, um, so uh, l last week I had an external webinar and we had a guest speaker uh, from uh, Vodafone. Now, uh, Vodafone uh, has a, a digital assistant that they're offering. Vodafone is a large uh, communication uh, company in Europe and also in, uh, in Africa, uh, very large, maybe one of the largest ones. And uh, they operate in multiple countries, and they have a digital assistant called Toby that uh, they first focused on a, on a chat engagement channels uh, that uh, any type of service you need from, uh, from Vodafone, uh, I don't know, to ask about your uh, mobile package, uh, um, to reset your uh, uh, router, they're supplying uh, communication services. So any type of, uh, th their goal is to, automate any type of uh, customer service. And they started with the chatbots. And uh, now they're turning slowly in each of the countries to work with the voice, uh, to enable voice bots. So uh, you will be able to call Toby and not only chat with Toby. And uh, their challenges are multiple. The first one is that they're, they're uh, active in multiple countries. Each of the country has a different contact center, some of them as uh, Genesis, some Avaya, uh, some Cisco. So on the, on the one hand, they need to integrate with multiple contact centers. Uh, on the other hand, they need uh, to uh, support multiple languages and dialects. And the first country that uh, we enabled the voice is uh, South Africa uh, with a South African accent, which is uh, uh, not the most simple one for a uh, speech to text. And, uh, and they wanted also to pick up the speech provider for each of the countries, the best one for their language. And uh, the use case itself is, uh, uh, the, the first use case uh, they showed the, in the webinar is that uh, you, uh, uh, you call Toby to ask about your balance, for instance. But they're starting from this, and this will get more and more complicated. Uh, and so this is one use case. I, it's, it's not only if, if we talk about use cases as a whole, it's not only uh, virtual agents or intelligent virtual agents, which uh, what, what Toby is, uh, is about. Um, you have also other use cases from other customers. 
for instance, uh, you have uh, legacy IVRs. What is the IVR? It's the one that is it's the automated machine that answers your uh, your phone calls and uh, asking you a lot of uh, questions with pressing uh, DTMFs. Usually, this is a hierarchical menus. It's not uh, the best user experience. So another use case that we have with multiple other customers is that they would like to uh, turn their legacy IVRs or traditional IVRs to conversational IVRs and this way enhance the customer experience. So uh, it's not a, a tedious menu. Instead, you just, uh, since you have natural language understanding, you can uh, speak natively and ask uh, the exact question you want instead of going through a tedious menu. Um, we, so these are the types of use cases. Um, another one, maybe just uh, another interesting one is that uh, it's not only that you can speak, a customer can speak with a virtual agent or a legacy IVR or, or a conversational IVR. You can also use conversational AI uh, for a call between a customer and a live agent and have your bot acting as an agent assistant, okay, that uh, is uh, getting the, the streams of the customer and the agent, analyzing them, and sending real-time insights either to the customer uh, either to the agent or to the supervisor. This way, the uh, the bot, the, the agent assistant bot, can guide the, the the agent, the live agent, with which questions he should ask. Uh, he can also guide him with the suggestions to answers. We have another use case that uh, the bot helps with the wrap-up time. He helps the agent uh, to summarize the call. Uh, even mm. just uh, sending the transcription, to the live engine can help you. Interesting. Um, this, this, I don't know whether you you price things differently for different sized companies, or whether the, whether it's an off the shelf price, or whether it varies based on you know the tech, what's what's required, given that each setup might be different. But Iraqli uh, is asking for any ideas around what an average budget might be to do this. Obviously, for the for the large companies dealing with hundreds of thousands of calls, millions of calls uh, a month and a year, um, you know, that, that's, you know, cost cost and return on investment is easy enough to, to justify any kind of cost more or less for, for some of this kind of stuff. But for some of the kind of medium size or smaller companies who are looking to do this, because this automation is still valid for the kind of smaller companies. What kind of pricing is it, broadly speaking? Is it a kind of like a, a, a one-off kind of fee? Is it an annual fee? Like what you kind of, and, and is that something that you can share with, with us and, and Iraqli or? Yeah, no problem. Um, first, about uh, the when we say about pricing, let's see what are the various components you should pay for. Uh, the first one is the bot framework. So you're familiar uh, with the bot framework. Uh, I will not elaborate about this. The second one is the the text to speech and speech to text. Now, the most expensive one for voice bots, uh, I think, is the speech to text. Uh, and specifically, if you build a custom speech that uh, is optimized for a specific uh, use case. Uh, and then you also have the, the pricing for the Voice AI Connect. Uh, the Voice AI, Audio Codes Voice AI Connect, in case you use Audio Codes Voice AI Connect. And the pricing of Audio Codes Voice AI, now, text-to-speech and speech-to-text is uh, according to the minutes that you, uh, you pay for the minutes 15 seconds or uh, minutes that you uh, utilize. For the text-to-speech, it's according to the characters. 
Uh, and uh, for the Voice AI Connect, you have uh, multiple two options. Before the options, you first have a setup fee. Setup fee, so let's say we need to deploy the Voice AI Connect in your premise, then we uh, charge a setup fee, it's a few thousand dollars for setting this up, depending on the deployment option you want to choose. On our cloud environment, it's pretty quickly. No, no need to send it, uh, no need to, uh, uh, you will not be charged for the setup, just for the subscription. So the other option, uh, the, the other uh, pricing, apart from the setup fee, is the, uh, is the per month pricing. So we have per month that you pay uh, for uh, either for sessions. Okay, so if you pay for sessions, this means maximum concurrent sessions with a bot. How many conversations you have with a bot concurrently? So we don't accumulate the number of uh, sessions. We just see that you don't go over the maximum concurrent as a conversation with a bot. And this would cost you, depending on the volume, okay? So it can range from uh, $100 to uh, uh, 70, I think, uh, per session per month. Uh, another another option is uh, that you pre uh, prepaid package of minutes. Mm -hmm. This is the other option. If you don't want to to uh, buy concurrent sessions, it's easier for you to uh, realize how much it would cost you with uh, per minute. So you can have a prepaid uh, package uh, for a, for a, for the number of minutes. Uh, it's not concurrent. This is a, these are accumulated minutes. Mm. And does that include? And Gonderson. I was just going to say, and, and how, uh, so then that's the pricing, but how are your your customers justifying the ROI? Can you touch on that a little bit earlier? But what are the metrics that you're telling people to look at and, and how do they go back and say, you know, if we go this route, it's going to save us this much money? Okay, so the, the main goal of uh, the, I I mentioned multiple use cases. Okay, uh, th there are two goals for con for implementing voice bots. It's all about uh, reducing the cost and also and not less important or even more important is uh, enhancing the customer satisfaction uh, or the customer experience, having a better customer experience. So l let's assume. Uh, let's talk about what the customer service centers are experiencing today. Uh, you can see a lot of studies that show that uh, lately, on the, on the last year, you have uh, uh, customer service centers are overwhelmed with a lot of calls, and they don't have enough, li enough live agents. So this means that you have a long waiting time uh, on the contact center. And not not only long hold time, uh, very, lo very lo long hold time also, Legacy IVRs that I told you before uh, is uh, that doesn't have the, the a good user experience. So the first goal, which is less related to cost, is to optimize or to enhance the customer experience. And conversational AI, of course, can help with this. And the second goal is to reduce the costs. So how can you reduce the costs uh, if you deflect calls from live agent to self service? This self service can be chatbots or voice bots. Then this will uh, uh, you can uh, just uh, offload some of the simple and repetitive, repetitive tasks from live agents to uh, to voice bots, and then you don't need a, a lot of live agents. You don't need to increase your uh, uh, live agent numbers, and this of course uh, reduces the cost. So this is one thing to compare the live agent cost to a virtual agent that uh, is always available 24/7. 
you don't have the whole time, it can solve uh, problems quicker uh, than, uh, than live agent. This is one thing. Another thing related to cost uh, is related to uh, um, that you can optimize the agent productivity, even if he answers the call. Because uh, we already uh, mentioned the, the, the agent assistants. So let's say an agent assistant can save up to 30% because he guides the agent through the process. Uh, so this is another, if you optimize the, the agent productivity, it's another uh, re reduction of the cost of the contact center. And the third one is uh, guidance. Okay, so you need to guide new agents. Virtual assistants can help you with this. Uh, you need uh, operating uh, legacy IVRs is uh, included. Usually it's, it's a lot of effort with legacy IVRs. It's not a... It's not like uh, changing. It's not like using a, a bot framework with a flow editor, which is very simple to uh, to manage. Legacy uh, IVRs are very difficult to manage. Uh, so you can save costs with this, with reducing the live agents number, and also uh, with uh, uh, and, and optimizing the productivity of the live agents you have. Hmm. How, do, how does that work then? So we're speaking to Anthony Passimard next week of uh, Google Contact Center AI. And a big part of that is is about optimizing the agent experience and, and kind of having that kind of bot and AI on the line, listening to the call, suggesting things, you know, suggesting knowledge articles, tra uh, transactions, things like that. How does the agent assist work in the in the voice AI connect landscape, I was always I was always in, under the impression that the voice AI connect connects the contact center, the incoming call from the contact center, with a bot on the back end. I, I never yeah. thought of it as as having that agent assist kind of capacity. So, can you just talk us through how how you would configure an agent assist agent through voice AI connect? Okay. Uh, all of the contact centers have ways to fork the media or the voice to an external uh, to an external servers. They do it mostly for a, a recording servers. It's based on a protocol called CPREC. Uh, we implemented the CPREC protocol as a server, so we can connect to the contact center based on the CPREC protocol, and then you have a call going through the contact center between a customer and a live agent through the contact center and the contact center forks the, the media and the signaling to the voice AI connect. Uh, now the voice AI connect receives this uh, conversation and uh, connects to the bot, creates a conversation with a bot. This bot, it's, this is a unique approach. This, this bot can be deploy, uh, developed on any bot framework. Uh, and uh, we connect to the bot while we connect it to the bot. We also let the bot know that uh, this is uh, not a virtual agent, this is a call between a customer and a live agent, and that this bot is a passive one, and then the bot can ask for the text streams of either the customer or the agent or both. And then we receive the forked voice from the customer, uh, translate the voice to text, and send the full utterance to the bot, letting, also uh, letting the bot know that this utterance came from the agent. Same thing from the customer, and then the bot can analyze the streams and send real-time insights that can be displayed on the agent screen or real-time insights to the supervisors. Interesting. So let me see if I've understood that. So the contact center has a signal coming in, which is a call from a customer. That call gets connected to an agent. 
but that has the ability to fork that call to send it to Voice AI Connect. But then in doing so, it will determine which signal it wants, either the agent signal or the customer signal, and therefore it only runs the customer utterances through the ASR and feeds that to a bot. Is that is that front end of that right? Have I understood that right? As a bot developer, you, yeah, in, in general, yes. As a bot developer, you can uh, can choose which stream you want to receive. Okay. It doesn't have to be only the customer stream. It can be the customer or the agent or even both. Okay. And then you will be able to receive both. Uh, each one will be sent to you separated. Okay. So once right. we send you a text, we also let you know who said this uh, sentence. If this is the customer or the agent, uh, and then you can analyze it and uh, send real-time insights to the agent. Interesting. But everything else, as far as the bot is concerned, you would um, you would just build a bot as you would do normally. So, for example, if it's a if it's a knowledge base use case, you would just create a bot that integrates with your knowledge base. You have you understand your various intents or whatever, um, and then the signal comes in from the customer it treat the bot treats that like a signal as it would do anyway understands what response to give it where does it how does it the response that comes back how does the bot determine to send that to the agent how does how does how does getting getting the, the whatever the bot decides needs to happen or whatever answer or whatever the bot finds how does the bit that goes back to the agent within the contact center work you mean from the technical perspective how we send real-time insights to the to the agent that are displayed on the engine screen yeah so if i'm so if i'm a developer and i'm setting up if i if, if i'm a if i'm a voice ai connect customer and i and the first thing i want to do is set up agent assist essentially so we're not going to do anything on the front end we just want to help agents and so i create a bot that is integrated into our knowledge management system for argument's sake and what that bot does is it takes questions it takes queries it finds answers and returns answers and let's say that i wanted to take that and make that part of an agent assist situation so that when a customer calls the contact center the agent answers the customer's asking questions but while the customer's asking questions i can have the bot provide answers to the agent how do i get that bot to give the agent the answer yeah how do i get the um, answer to that agent yeah um the the um the, this depends on the contact center because usually uh, the bot uh, the, the, the the live agent uses a desktop applications that helps him manage his, uh, his conversation with the customers. This is a desktop application. Each of the contact center has a different desktop application. And uh, this is why uh, you need to customize it according to the contact center. Now we have ways used based on REST APIs uh, to add context to a call. And once you add the context to a conversation, uh, each of the contact centers have ways to share this context with a live agent. And uh, this should be according to the specific use case and the specific contact center. And we help with this type of integration. Hmm. So it'll be some kind of some kind of integration that will need to be made into the desktop application to yeah. create some kind of widget that will receive a response via an API or something of the sort from the bot to then display 
within there and presumably you know if you're if you you can send links through there which link out to different knowledge base articles or different places and things like that mm-hmm. yes yeah. that, that's right usually we work with the telephony uh, department they know how to do this type of things um i can give you another example let's say you you're on the contact center and uh you work with a live agent and then the live agent transfers the call to another live agent. And all of the details of the calls appear on the, on the second live agent screen on the desktop. So uh, how does this work? Uh, the, all of the contact centers have ways to share context of the call to be displayed on the agent screen. Each one implemented it a bit, a bit differently. Also, when you do a escalation from a bot to a human agent, and you want to display it on the agent screen, this is about the same way. Hmm. Interesting. So that, that's good. I, I'm, glad, I'm glad that we, we got into that because that was something I, don't, I wasn't aware of with Voice AI Connect around that, that kind of integration. Dustin, it sounds to me like the agent assist bots are going to be far more complex than, than an average customer-facing bot. It sure yeah. sounds like it, absolutely. But potentially more powerful as well because you're helping two people instead of one is that a good way to think about it no they help only the live agent <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh um, well i mean you're, you're helping that you're helping the agent help the customer so yeah, in yeah. a way you're, you're helping yeah. uh, this means that the live agent can answer uh, questions much quicker let's say uh someone asks uh, something about uh, his appointment and the and the agent assist uh, listens to this goes and fetches the, the appointment details and displays them on the agent screen. So this means that uh, the live agent can, can, can answer much quicker. It also reduces the, the call handling time, of course. And uh, you can think about it from a different angle. Let's say that, uh, uh, you know, n- not all of the, boss, uh, of, the, of the voice bots are very successful at the moment. And uh, if you have a customer that is concerned of exposing a virtual agent to a customer, you can always start with a, uh, with a virtual assistant that helps, that first helps the live agent that controls this, okay? And uh, in case uh, the, the suggestion is not so clear or not, doesn't make sense, it doesn't have to... Oh, we've lost Elan. That was interesting. Let's give him a couple of minutes. Apparently, that's the first time we've ever we've ever lost someone. I think it is. Yeah, that is the first time I've ever lost someone. That's interesting. Usually, it's either me or you that are having uh, some kind of situation. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I like I, li- I do like the sound of that. I think that the agent assist. I've heard a lot of stories from from folks who have kind of started out with agent assist, probably at their peril, given that it it does sound like it's a lot more complex to start there. But rather than trying to do the customer-facing thing, um, I've heard a lot of stories of, of people starting out with the agent assist thing first. I mean, it makes sense. It makes sense, right? Because so yeah, if, nothing if you're not comfortable that you're... No worries. No. You're back. Go on, Dustin, you're saying? No, I was just going to say, if you're not comfortable, if you don't really... Uh, let's say you're more of a legacy business and if you have a call center, you're probably more of a legacy business. Uh, then you may not feel as comfortable with speech to text or NLU, uh, but you might feel comfortable with providing tooling to to help your people answer questions faster. So that could be a good place to start. But it looks like uh, we have a, 
a few more minutes, but we do have a question that just came through from Sam, which is, would you often suggest to use the same content for the agent assistant, the voice bot, for example, send a filter to tell the NLU about where the request has come from? Yeah, um, I, I think one of the advantages um, is that um, is that you can use the same intents uh, for the chatbot, for the voice bot, and also for the agent assistant, because this is ultimately about the same thing. Okay, if someone wants uh, to uh, uh, set an appointment, for instance, okay, it doesn't matter if you are the, the chatbot, it doesn't matter if you are the voice bot or the virtual agent assistant, it always has the same context, uh, the same uh, intent. So of course, yeah, the, the real advantage is that you can use the same uh, data knowledge uh, or the same content intents for all of these applications. Interesting. Yeah, I like that. I like the way of, I like that way of approaching it. Um, I wanted to, to. I know we've only got a few minutes left, but I definitely wanted to get into the uh, the phone number connect uh, and voice AI connect because I've had a couple of people over the last few days ask ask me about this. So it'd be nice to kind yeah, of yeah. get a, to get some insight on it. So. Yeah. There was Dialogflow CX, which was released about a year ago or so, maybe it was a bit longer in beta. It's just been made broadly available now publicly, or out of beta rather. And within there, there is this really helpful feature. I've used it myself in, in various demos and stuff like that, which is the ability to just connect your Dialogflow CX agent up to an audio course phone number in literally like one click. There's, there's an integration tab. You click that. You then register with audio codes. You provision a phone number. You choose your voice you want the the text-to-speech voice that you want and then then you're away basically you can phone the phone number you can talk to the agent and it's really cool um i'm not sure whether or not that would be something that you would use in production like get the contact center to forward a call to that phone number and then have that conversation i don't know whether that would be the right kind of approach i imagine that that's where you're better off using voice ai connect so voice ai connect is sounds similar in that it connects to the bot similar to the phone number connect does but then it also integrates at the other side into the contact center so i'm kind of just wondering what what phone number connect is that google like the google uh, dialogue flow cx integration piece versus voice ai connect are, are, are those totally different things are they the same things or what's the difference yeah so first, this is the same Voice AI Connect, okay? That just deployed in a different uh, deployment option. And uh, the, the Voice AI, we call it Voice AI Connect Cloud, which is the phone number connector. We, we call it Voice AI Connect Cloud. And the other ones, uh, which are mainly used for production is the Voice AI Connect Enterprise. Now, uh, the, the difference between them is that the Voice AI Connect Enterprise uh, connects to what the customer has, to the telephony system of the customer to the contact center of the, cost, of the customer, to the uh, public telephony provider of the customer, or to the unified communication uh, uh, platform of the provider. The, the, the phone number connector, or the Voice AI Connect Cloud, connects to audio code service provider, and we offer audio codes numbers. And the main advantage, which is really great, I think, is that uh, you can develop your bot on any bot framework. It can be Dialogflow, Essential or a Dialogflow CX. It can be Microsoft Azure and uh, 10 different other bot frameworks that are already integrated with audio codes. You can develop your chatbot on any of these bot frameworks. And if you want to call your bot and try to speak with your bot, then in a few clicks, you can uh, get a phone number from audio codes, 
uh, go through a quick wizard, connect, uh, get a phone number, connect it to your bot, and call your bot and start speaking with your bot. Usually, this uh, really impresses our customers that how how quickly and easily you can do this. This is the same architecture, only on the telephony side, we connect to audio codes providers for the telephony numbers. And uh, for Dialogflow specifically, we also did a specific integration with Google. Um, and uh, we are part of the Dialogflow portal. So if you're developing your bot on Dialogflow, from Dialogflow, you would find audio codes uh, as a provider, as a telephony provider. You will be redirected to our portal go through the wizard, connect to a phone number to our bot, and again, and then continue developing your bot on Dialogflow. So this is fully integrated with a, a Google Dialogflow. Sounds good. So the, the difference that I noticed with the phone number connect is that the text-to-speech is a selection that comes from Google. So you've got the standard, you've got the WaveNet, but it's all Google provisioned, I believe. Um, yeah. And then you don't have the opportunity, in from, from what I've experienced in a phone number connect, to choose your own uh, speech-to-text provider. Is that kind of stuff, that is, is that just because it's a certain environment that's connected to Google, or are those features not available in the phone number connect? Uh, yeah. uh, so th- this is on the roadmap. In the roadmap, we're going to add uh, the flexibility to, to choose your uh, text-to-speech and speech-to-text providers. Currently, we work with Google Voice APIs, directly with voice to Google. And uh, in the future, we're going to allow uh, the the ability to choose your uh, speech provider. This is on the roadmap coming in a few months from today or even less. Cool. Related to that, Adrian Thompson has a more broader question for the Voice AI Connect product in general. Anything you can tell us uh, about what else might be on the horizon? I was all of yeah. that locked away in the uh, in, in the black box that might be the roadmap. Yeah, okay. So uh, about the roadmap. The, the vision of the Voice AI Connect is not only to connect any telephony uh, system to any bot framework. We also, uh, our, our vision is to connect to various and the most advanced cognitive services we already uh, integrated with the text-to-speech and speech-to-text engine supplied by multiple providers. Uh, and we already have a prototype that uh, also connects to speaker verification, for instance. What is a speaker verification? Let's say you call your bank and your, your bank wants to uh, authenticate you based on your voice signature. So there are multiple providers for this, uh, new ones for Nexia, uh, Pindrop, Lumenvox. And our uh, goal is to expose this type of service to the bot developers, that they would be able to authenticate the speaker uh, natively from the bot framework at any stage of the conversation. Uh, now, we're also going to add uh, multiple languages support. Uh, making, uh, we already support uh, making outbound calls. So if you want to call from the bot to the customer, this is already supported. And we're also going to add what we call the outbound campaign orchestrator, that we orchestrate all the campaign for you. We orchestrate all the all the calls and will allow you uh, to send us a list and we will do all the calls uh, and send you a full report. Uh, and now this is the outbound campaign is a fully automated one, that everything is done from the bot on any bot framework. Now we have other things, uh, but we don't have much time. So uh, this is in general the, the high level uh, overview of the roadmap. Nice. I did in 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 the in the 
so many seconds that we have left before we get on to how people can reach out to you and connect in a in a quick summary if someone's debating because google have gone hell for leather to integrate into every contact center system provider out there and i think that that's going to start having people believe that it's the path of least resistance to getting bots into the contact center and i think it's actually a smart move from google but if someone is is debating just using dialogue flow because it's going to be simple because it's just going to be there's a built-in integration versus doing something a bit more sophisticated that requires something like voice ai connect and a different bot framework what is the pluses and minuses of of using voice ai connect over and above a standard dialogue flow integration in a nutshell so i think the the main uh, goal of the voice ai connect is uh, that you will it will not be a closed garden okay so you you may uh, get a solution from the contact center you may get a solution from google but if you use the voice ai connect the first thing that you you can do is to choose any of the providers okay so just uh, mentioning the ver- speaker verification this will not be uh, possible with any other option. Okay, so we allow you to pick up your speech-to-text, text-to-speech engine, and also any other uh, voice service that we will integrate with. Uh, this is one thing. The other thing is that uh, you remember that we talked a, lo- a lot about the various uh, contact centers. Most of them don't have Google Dialogflow connectivity. So we don't have any other option. You must use some kind of... a uh, middleware to connect to Dialogflow. Uh, more things are related to voice quality and conversational delays. Our architecture is based on our session border controllers and voice expertise. And uh, we have uh, ways to optimize uh, to optimize the, the, the voice quality and reduce the conversational delays. We also have ways to minimize or to reduce the consumption of the text-to-speech and speech-to-text. Now, this is really very important because we, c- we can save up to 40% of the speech to text and the text to speech. And this uh, alone can be the cost of the voice AI connect, okay? And even more. The, the ways we do that is because we have caching. We can also, we have software DSPs that can detect voice, voice uh, activities and silence. And then we can stop and start dynamically the speech to text detection. So we can uh, uh, reduce the cost by 40%. Uh, we have, uh, y- this is our expertise is connectivity. Okay, so the, all of the features I mentioned about DTMFs, escalations to human agent, this is also offered as a fully managed service where you have uh, one vendor responsible for all the voice uh, interactions. Interesting. Caching is a good idea. Caching the, the TTS is quite good because the bot's only going to say a certain number of things, isn't it? So being able to cache that and draw on it rather than pulling it fresh from the cloud every time is quite an interesting concept. Hmm. And, and more things are making outbound calls, uh, agent assistant. So you have one thing. N- not everything is uh, is available while you use a different architecture. Mm. Mm. Well, how pe- how can people try it out then? Obviously, they can use the integration that's built into Dialogflow. But if they're not using Dialogflow and they wanna they wanna get up and running with Voice AI Connect, what's the best way for them to do that? Uh, I would say that to use first the Voice AI Connect Cloud, which is the phone number connector you mentioned before. So uh, you can go to Voice AI Connect. Uh, we have a site, voiceaiconnect.audiocodes.com. Uh, please visit this site. You can uh, log in to, uh, to our system and uh, get a phone number. And in a few clicks, you can call your bot. Now, from Google Dialogflow, um, you, 
you can do it from the portal directly. If you work with Azure or Cognigir or uh, Core.ai or Haptic.ai uh, or any other one, you can use it from our portal directly or go to the Google or do it from Dialogflow. After this, if you want to go to the next step, please contact us uh, on our uh, website here. Uh, you can see all the details, uh, also the technical documents, uh, application notes, and also ways to contact all the codes. So please contact us and we will be able to help you building your voice bots and connecting them to the telephony systems. Fantastic. Wicked. Well, Ilan, this has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for joining us. It's been really, really interesting. And, and as I mentioned before we before we started, a valuable conversation to have because that little piece of, I think there's a lot of people who know how to build bots. There's in 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 the bot building community, not that many people are overly familiar with the contact center. And I think that little gap of taking the expertise and the things that people are doing and bridging that gap into the contact center is a is a gap that I think uh, many are trying to cross. And so I'm definitely glad that we could have the conversation and thanks very much for for joining us to have it. Thank you very much, Kane and uh, Dustin. It was my pleasure. Wicked. Thank you very much. And for everybody else, uh, next Wednesday, well, this Wednesday, actually, it's Wednesday coming up, we'll be speaking to Anthony Passibad, Head of Conversational AI at Google Cloud, all about Google Contact Center AI, uh, which is going to be an interesting, now that we've had this discussion about integrating any bot framework into the contact center, it's going to be interesting to compare and contrast that with, with the stuff that Google are up to. So do check it out and do join us then if you're around. Other than that, thank you for joining us as always, uh, and we'll see you next week thank you cheers